0: at the this morning I, I pray for grace because i'll be talking about some things can the amen be louder amen. let's go and the very god of peace sanctify you this is where the whole message is he said the very god of peace our god is a god of shalom and he said the god of peace hey, are you sure you are here yeah. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly, meaning fully. And the very God of peace sanctify you wholly. And I pray God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto God, unto, unto the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. The blamelessness of your soul, your spirit and body. Now, a human being, you are a spirit living in a body and having a... Uh, uh, you are spirit living the body and having a soul. Can I get a very big amen? amen? And he says that God wants your spirit, soul, and body sanctified. So there is a purity of the soul, there is the purity of the body, and there is the purity of the spirit. Is somebody here with me? So God wants us to be separated and set apart. That form of His holiness helps us. But Purity can come in when you allow the spirit. Many are living in the soulish realm because their spirit is weak. The soul is not itself wrong. God created the soul. And your soul is the seat of every form of your emotions, your ego, your will, everything, your feelings, all are in your soul. And God created your feelings. God created you so you can feel good. God created you so sometimes you feel bad. Can the amen be louder? So sometimes you feel bad. Sometimes you feel excited. All forms of that excitement is in your... Are you sure you are here? It's in your soul. Glory to God. The spirit man always desires, always is toward things of God. The spirit man will never desire anything of this world. Anytime you are desiring to praise your spirit. Anytime you, you desire to come to church, it is your spirit. Your spirit has direct contact with things of God. Hallelujah. So anytime you desire anything that is in this earth realm, it is your soul. Because the spirit man has nothing to do with anything in this earth realm. Because the things of this earth realm cannot satisfy the spirit. The satisfaction of the things of this world is for the soul. Now, your body just adds up what the spirit desires or what your soul desires. So, if your spirit is designed prayer, your body will carry it along. And your body will be the one that will look like it's praying by being energized by the spirit. Hallelujah. If you want to go and swim, your spirit is not the one wanting to swim. It is your soul. Your soul wants to feel water. So your body will carry it. And that feeling go through your body. And you feel it in your body. But it's actually your soul. Because that is where all the satisfaction is. Can the amen be louder? But God is telling us that. He said that. That your whole spirit... And your soul can be sanctified. There can be so much purity in your soul. That your soul can be cleansed from the impurities of this world. Hallelujah. So you allow it. But you can only allow this if you allow the spirit. When your spirit is strong and takes the ascendancy, you can put in all forms of appetites. So when we actually define the soul, it's the seat of all forms of appetites. So appetite is the big word. Sexual appetite. Uh, appetite for food. Appetite for what again? Dresses. luxurious things. Travel. It's all to satisfy the soul. And all is good. There is nothing bad about it. But it must, your soul must be in subjection to the things of God. If not, your soul alone can carry you to a place that you don't want to go. Is somebody here? Clap your hands for the Lord. Can the amen be louder? Yeah. Are you sure you are here? Yeah. See, my soul, my soul is unto God. Now, let's go to Colossians chapter 3. Colossians chapter 3, verse 4. When Christ, who is our life shall appear, then shall we also appear with him in glory. Then he said, mortify. The ability is kill. Mortify, therefore, your members which are up on the earth. Hallelujah. When you hear, when the Bible talks about flesh, it talks about the desires of the flesh. It's not talking about the body. When there are times when the Bible talks about flesh, it's talking about the body. There are times when he talks about flesh. Many of the times in the New Testament, when we talk about flesh, he's talking about the soul. Because it's the soul that is the seat of all carnality. Carnal means that it's worldly. Hallelujah. When you wear shoes like I'm wearing, I feel good in wearing it. It has nothing to do with my spirit. My soul is feeling that goodness through my body. Can the amen be louder? When I pray and I have spiritual some. Uh, spiritual encounters through my spirit, my body can contact it. When I lay hands on you and I say, receive healing, it's your spirit that receives it and transfers it into your body. And your body responds and disease checks out. It's not in your soul. But your soul can be cleansed. Hallelujah. And your soul is so powerful that if We only try to look at the mastery of the spirit. But he said you must master your soul. If you master your spirit, you master your soul, your body will just carry any of the two. So he said that the spirit warrants against the flesh. It means that it warrants against the soul. Why? The soul is what is trained, is learned. You come into this world, you never knew fear, until you touch a hot stove, then it burns you. Now you can know that it is hot. So children are fearless because they don't have any experience in the soul. So a child can just walk around and will look at the window and try to come out of the window. Why will you shout? Because you can see that that can kill the child. Hallelujah! Or the child is going to touch something hot. You will shout because you know when the child touches that, he will feel the burning sensation the soul and whatever the soul touches it has an imprint on the soul and that is what creates the appetite whatever you have not tasted you can never have appetite for if you were trained by not eating salt when you eat salty food something will be wrong with the salty food but when you have eaten salt for a long time and there is no much salt you can feel it that there is not much salt Now, the tongue is the soul that makes the tongue feel that sweetness and that sourness. The tongue in itself without the human being that is inside. That's why dead bodies, the same tongue, but they don't feel it. It's the same body, you slap it, but there is no no feelings. Because Adam, when he was created, was a dead body. The Bible says, and God breathed into Adam, and Adam became a living soul. Immediately, feelings came in. Oh, but man of God, then if my feelings will lead me to do wrong thing, let God kill their feelings. No, then you can't be a human being. You must be a dead body. Feelings are part of the human life. You must feel. One day somebody said, man of God, I'm having sexual desires. I don't know why I have sexual desires. But if you can pray and kill it. I said, no. God put it there. When you were born, your DNA and everything start putting all that together. But you start experiencing all that when you get to adolescence. At your adolescence stage, that is when all the sexual desires begin to come out. And there is nothing wrong with it. You are just showing that you are a normal human being. But how to put that sexual desires under control is what we are talking about. So, you, there's nothing wrong when you, feel, you you have feelings. Christians have feelings and they say they have sinned. The holiness, you have bypassed it. So they hug somebody and they say, oh man, I have sinned. No, the feelings. When you are a woman, you will feel like you want to talk to a man. It's a feeling. When that feeling is not there, we have to check you. Because if not, you will be feeling for another woman. Because this is feelings. So when your children grow to a certain age, they are 25. You have never seen them mingling with girls. Don't say that this guy is a good boy. It can, it can be dangerous. You have to call your child and come and say, sit down. You are not moving into the natural course of life. Ever since I've seen you, I've never seen you talking to any lady. Something is wrong with you sit down let's talk about it do you like men (laughs) no that is how people have discovered Um, a, a certain indian family the man grew up and the child had never brought any lady to the house the child scored all the grades and he was happy that this guy is very studious went to the university clocked everything till one day the guy came to the dad and said "Dad, i have a confession he said, oh, what at all can you confess? Because you don't like women, you don't smoke, you don't do anything. He said, daddy, I'm a gay. His heart sank. Because all this while, when the guy was not eyeing any woman, he didn't know that something was wrong. It is a natural cause. Because these things are imprinted in the soul. It doesn't matter how anointed you are. That's why Pastor Fe is the most anointed man here. But he's married. Oh, clap your hands for God. I want to say something, but God helped me this morning. It's, hey, there is nothing wrong in feeling that. Some of you at night, you can't sleep. That is why a guy at night, he sees a lady, he has a crash on her. And there's nothing wrong with it. It's part of your growth. You realize that that lady—you don't know why—you can't take her from your mind. You've not mastered your soul. When you sleep, you hug the pillow. You think you are hugging her. It is. You are. You are growing. You. 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 You are learning the human life. I'm saying that because I'm coming to this. I don't want to jump zoom. Clap your hands for the Lord. The the, the technical guy wanted to support my teaching tonight. (laughs) If somebody, look at somebody and say, the feelings you are feeling, there's nothing wrong with it. Who asked you to sit by my wife? Can't see, can't see anything. If not, that's how parents, we are unable to train our children. It's not, the children are growing and they are having sexual desires and they are in adolescence and we can't talk about it. And the children will behave like they are good boys and they are not good boys. If that's something is wrong somewhere, you need prophetic to tell the child that mm, something is wrong. So when we have to understand the natural things, before the ones that have gone beyond the natural, that is where the devil comes in. He produces what we call lust. And last is in every area. There are people who doesn't who love food here. Everybody loves to eat. When you eat, you feel good. But there are people whose appetite for food has gone beyond the natural. It has become lust. And that Bible calls it gluttony. So the guy, if he even eats five bowls of kinky, he's never satisfied. He wants more. He wakes up midnight, he's eating. He's, he's just eating every time. Something is wrong. It has grown from natural appetite to last. Hallelujah. When sexual desires grow from the natural to other means, then last has come in. Because the devil is the one that amplifies our desires. So it can lead us to sin. Clap your hands for God. <clears throat> Whoosh, Jesus. Mortify therefore your members, which are upon the earth. Number one, Almighty he said fornication he said these things you cannot mortify it by yourself I've seen people they have prayed they say father I'm stopping this thing next week I have stopped they won't stop they feel good oh Jesus Christ God help me to say (laughs) something because sometimes this thing is just in the soul and when you go to a church where the man of God is not learned we can preach this thing like I can preach fornication right now and all of you may cry I may think that I've preached a powerful message, but I've not preached any powerful message because I have not given you solution. I've just made you feel bad about your sin, but I've not given you solution on how to come out of the sin. So the guy who cries <laughs> next week he's in it again. Why? Because the message looks judgmental and makes him feel bad about himself. Feeling bad about what you have done is not repentance. Repentance is a power delivered through the gospel that gives you the ability to overcome and when you say no it actually means no can the amen be louder now the first, the word there fornication is the seat where the 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 uh, is the seat where adultery is sexual immorality is and all kinds of sexual sins this is the big one that has all the subsets. Okay. But the Bible sometimes doesn't know how to legally put them together. So it actually starts on the spiritual level. Which means that selling your birthright. So there is a right that God has given you. But you can sell it. That's what happened to Esau. So Esau sold his birthright. But in the book of Jude, he explained that Esau committed fornication. By selling his birthright to his, his brother, he has lost something. Hallelujah. Are you sure you're there? So we are dealing with it in the spiritual affairs. Now, the children of Israel were said to have committed fornication with God. Because God gave them their right to himself. And they sold it and went to other gods. So that, in the eyes of the spirit, was fornication when God gave you the right, but you sold off the rights. Now, the substance of it is adultery. Now, the adultery in the spirit, hey, are you here? Yes. The adultery in the spirit means that a relationship between two. So God and the children of Israel. God came to them, and it was like a marriage between the children of Israel and God. But they pulled themselves together, and they went in and brought other gods. After Moses had gone to the mountain to talk to God. So they brought in other gods. And when they brought in other gods, uh, when something is unadulterated, it means that it is pure. It's just between you and that person. Now, 24 karat gold has less alloys. 18 karat gold has more alloys. 14 karat gold means that there is more alloy. So it goes down, down, down till it becomes brass. Are you sure you are here? So, God had a 24-carat relationship with them. Then they brought in another God. And when they brought in another God, it adulterated the purity of the relationship they had. And it became adultery. Means that the purity level of that relationship has gone down. Another person has come in and mixed it together. So, it has become a different alloy. So God says, this is an adulterous generation. Meaning that they are bringing other gods. Oh, you don't like what I'm saying. Are you sure here? So when you understand it in the spiritual perspective, that is where now you can bring it into the physical. So in the physical, a man and a woman that are not married, when they begin to have sexual intercourse, the Bible terms it like that. He terms this at fornication. It means that at that level, it's between the two of them only. It becomes sexual immorality when it goes beyond more than one person. Though they are not married. So the two of them stays together. They say, me and you, we are not married, but we are doing this thing. (laughs) Uh, Clap your hands for God. (laughs) at that moment it's just between the two of them is fornication there that's what the bible talks about now immediately one of them says i'm going to i'm going to this person i'm going to this person. jumping more than that has become sexual immorality now on that level of marriage the marriage between two if a third party comes in it means that it has been adulterated means that we are no more two we are three it can be five or seven depending on the how the alloy has been mixed but all these ones has its own consequences but when and the consequences i'm not talking about natural because i'm talking about spiritual consequences when you don't understand it so i'm in the spirit preparing this message i'm praying for somebody and the person is trying to curse somebody That this person is following my husband. I curse her. I curse her. And in the spirit, God said that that curse will not work. And I asked God why. And God said, she herself has broken the law. Any law you have broken, you have no moral right to pray judgmental prayer against somebody. That prayer will come on your head. Because you have seen yourself above. That's why Jesus said that don't judge. Anytime you want to judge somebody anything that you have judged a brother or a sister make sure that you don't do that till you have judged present or future hey. you don't like what i'm saying yeah. so Jesus said, don't judge anybody though paul comes in and say that paul the apostle says if you see a brother falling in a fault you that is spiritual in the spirit of meekness restore such a one less you yourself will fall into that same sin. Why? These things are spiritual. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not just physical. And many of man's trouble will always be pointed to sexual. There are people, they will never make it in life. It's because of who they slept with. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and some of these things comes because of the imprints on our soul. You tasted it. It was nice. It has imprinted on your soul. After many years, when you break up a relationship that had had sexual intercourse, you don't walk away and say, you and I, we are broken up and you have walked away. You have not walked away. You have walked away spiritually, but the person is still around. That is why the person is married and he's in bed with Dixon, But he's thinking about Fred. Because Fred has so much been imprinted into her soul. That was not done spiritually through the word of God. This place is very quiet. Because we don't understand the consequences. So Fred is still around. And Fred may have also been married. Because it was not broken. Elizabeth is still imprinted. It never left. It never left. Hallelujah. So we break a relationship, not just physically. We break it physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And it is cleansed. And the imprint of our soul is free. That is why hot afternoon, you have remembered Menu. When did you know Menu? 17 years ago. But the things you and Christy Menu did is still fresh in your mind. And the flashbacks are vivid as though it happened yesterday. And you have not learned how to mortify it through the spirit. That's where lasciviousness comes in. Lasciviousness is sin that is in the mind. So, another word for fornication there is pornia. That's where porn comes in. So, the idea of porn is to give you that mindset. Of what you are looking for, then it imprints it in your soul so that whilst you are all by yourself, it plays back to you, so your soul is full of ponia, and you don't know why, and the more you watch it, the more your soul becomes full of it, and it is dictating the pace of your life. But you have already made that mistake if you don't allow it to come out. And somebody say, "Oh, it cannot come out. This is the—that's what we call miracle." Yeah. You think miracle is only healing? Okay. God can touch your brain. You can forget that something ever happened. Okay. If they talk about it, you never remember, and you think that you are pretending. No, God has touched your minds. Yeah. Clap their hands for God. There was a man of God who said he used to get into porn. He used watch it. So when people are coming to give offering, he's imagining all kinds of things, and it was worrying him. And he wanted to kill himself. One day while he was there, an angel came and touched his brain, and it was like scales fell from his head. From that day, everything that he has ever watched miraculously escaped from his mind. Oh, I thought you clap better are you sure you are here so this is our imprints on our soul but our soul we can allow the word of god the bible says in hebrews chapter 4 verse 12 the word of god is powerful if you believe that the word of god is powerful then it can help you the word of god is powerful Powerful. say say the word of god is powerful powerful. look at somebody and say hey the word is powerful The word of God is powerful and sharper than any two edges sword. It is able to put asunder the spirit and the soul. So, all of our soulish desires, we can put it down through the word of God. That's what the Bible says casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself above the knowledge of Christ and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. So, Celestine showed you something in the past. It's been 20 years. You can never forget Celestine. You can mortify it through the the spirit. This is your amen. I don't like it. You can mortify it. If not, it can affect your marriage. Because Hagar, not Hagar in the Bible. I'm just using a word. Hagar is not up to Celestine's standard. So, this. You don't like the message? Go back to Hebrew. Let me let me finish my message. Let me just close. People have taken all my time already. That's all. Go back to my scripture. First, Give me my first Thessalonians. Right, okay, here. Mortify therefore your members fornication, uncleanness. This is why we come to church. Because as we move in the world, there are many things that touch our soul. So when you come to church like that and I'm ministering the word like this, you don't know what is happening in the spirit. It's like you are taking a spiritual bath. The Bible says, we are cleansed by the water of his word. So so I'm speaking like this because you scroll your phone, something imprints. You scroll your radio, you have said something that you shouldn't have heard. It has imprinted in your soul, but you allow the spirit. And as I'm teaching the word like this, something is dying. Addictions are dying. If somebody says they have a problem with masturbation, they don't have a problem. The problem is it's his ponia. Because masturbation itself doesn't come by itself. There is always ponia first. If the person can kill the desires of ponia and mortify it, he won't have those thoughts. You'll be free. And you can actually set yourself free. Clap your hands for God. So he said unclean inordinate affections inordinate the affection has gone the desire has gone beyond the natural evil somebody should pronounce that word and covetousness and which is idolatry even idolatry is there you idolize some things hallelujah it's all the desires of the flesh and you yourself you can become your own idol Because your ego, you think you are so beautiful, nobody should talk to you the way they talk to you. You think that I have a PhD. why should they talk to me like that? And in fellowship in church, that is where your ego can be tampered on. And that is where offense comes in. Because you think that who are you to talk to me like that? Or do you know who I am for you to talk to me like Jesus was the son of God. They spat on him. Who are you? Ask the guy by you look at someone say learn to receive the engrafted word of god with meekness can the amen be louder amen. so if you live after the flesh, you shall die but if through the spirit you do mortify the deeds of the body you shall live it's through the spirit and that is where your devotion comes in as simple as it is if you are not having a money devotion you cannot win I will say this several because people don't like it. If you are not having money devotion, you cannot win the thing you want to win over. That is where the solution is, is through the spirit. And it's systematic. You are doing it every day. You realize that that weakness will be weakening. Because you can weaken your weakness through the spirit. So your weakness becomes so weak, it doesn't have power over you. Can I get a very big amen? So instead of crying, oh God, why me? No, 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 no. Desire. I'm going to weaken this weakness. I'm going to overcome it. Give myself some time. And I work at it every day. I will overcome. And my, the imprints of my soul become pure. Have <laughs> I helped somebody here? Are you sure you are here? So the purity of our soul can come in. It can come in. The body just acts. it up. So don't look at somebody and the way he looks. This guy is so pure. Are you in the soul? Don't look at somebody the way they act. Say this person is so impure. Are you in the soul? It takes the word of God. So somebody can be a virgin and still be impure. Because of the things that are in the soul and in the mind. You wonder how things the person is thinking about. So Jesus comes in and says that... I say to you, they have said to you that don't commit adultery, but Jesus said, I say to you, if any man looks like a woman, lastly he has already done it. This is where another person misinterpret the scripture. He said that if I have done it spiritually, then let me do it. <laughs> let me finish what I have started. <laughs> James chapter 4. <laughs> I helped help somebody. James chapter 1. Let me explain. James chapter 1. Can I explain? Look at somebody say, you are not that bad. bad. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Don't you love the word of God? James chapter 1, verse 14. Verse 13. He said, verse 13, please. Let no man say when he is tempted, I am tempted of God. For God cannot be tempted with evil. Neither tempted he anybody. God doesn't tempt anybody. I uh-huh, have Verse 14. But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust. So the scripture is telling you that everything that we will do is first conceived in the soul. You have thought about it. Your body will just act it. But remember, the consequence of it in your soul is different from for the consequence of it in your body. So if the body has not transacted that act, the body still remains pure. It is the soul that is impure. So if you go and adapt to it, you have defiled the soul and you have defiled the body. All have become impure. So the girl is saying that, I taught it. I'm going to do it. Over to you. <laughs> but let every man that is after when he's drawn away of his own last and enticed, uh-huh. then when last has conceived, it bringeth for sin and when sin is finished it bringeth forth death now I'm giving you an admonition as the Macarius can I do that yes. clap your hands for the Lord oh clap your hands I teach by inspiration keep, just keep clapping now these things I'm telling you is because God has given me solution if you ever did anything wrong in this manner that it will bring you some spiritual trouble. I can help you out of it, and we can stop the trouble from coming. If we have adulterated it, we can make it pure again. God has shown me how to do it. And when you come to me, I will show you something simple. You say, "Ah," but that is where the power is. Hallelujah! Oh, are you sure you are here? So you can remove lust from your brain. There's a difference between the lust and the desire. The last is forceful, it's pushing you, it's driving you. But the desire is subtle, it's there, it's in your body. When I touch your cheek, you feel something. Are you sure you are here?